We'll say in today's Mishnah Yomi, we are Amir Tashem, have the incredible privilege to finish Mesechus Tainis. Our Limut for today is Perek Dalad, Mishnahis Zayin through Ches, the fourth chapter, the seventh and eighth Mishnahis. Mishnah Zayin says as follows, Shabbos Shachal Tishabav Lios Besocha, the week in, part in which Tishabav falls, one is not permitted to go ahead and launder their clothing, nor is one permitted to take a haircut. However, on Thursday, one is permitted to go ahead and one is permitted to go ahead and do so because of Kavit Shabbos. Now, the Gimard explains that what they're talking about over here is that when Tisha B'av falls out on Erev Shabbos. Now, again, this is no longer possible with the way our calendar is arranged, but before the calendar was set, so it was possible technically for Tisha B'av to fall out on a Friday. When Tisha B'av falls out, so the Mishnah tells me that the week of Tisha B'av one is obligated to maintain certain morning practices. Namely, one can't launder their clothing, nor could one take a haircut. However, if Tisha B'Av were to fall out on Friday, then halacha lamaisa, one would be permitted to go out and take a haircut and launder their clothing on Thursday for the sake of Shabbos. Really quite a fascinating idea. Just to understand, the Mishnah over here is reflecting the original practice where the morning practice is associated with Tisha over only what we call Shvu Shechalba, only the week of the fast itself. So presently, you know, again, Ashkenazim, we maintain morning practices already from Rosh Chodesh Av. The truth is already certain morning practices from the 17th of Tammuz, from Shavasar Tammuz as well. Erev Tisha B'av, on Erev Tisha B'av, a person should not go ahead and eat two cooked foods. The idea being the Mishnah is talking about over here in the Suda Mafsekis, in the meal, that we go ahead and we eat before the fast. That meal is supposed to be a mournful meal as well. And one of the ways in which the morning identity manifests itself in that meal is that we do not have two cooked foods. Furthermore, one is not permitted to eat meat, nor is one permitted to drink wine as part of that meal. Rabbi Shimon Gamil says that the truth is, there's no particular hard and fast rule. You just have to change that meal from your normal customary meal. So Rabbi Shimon Gamil says, you could eat meat, you could even drink wine. But at the end of the day, he says, he says that halacha that, that meat, that, excuse me, that meal must just be different than an everyday meal. So if you normally drink two cups of wine, drink one cup of wine. You normally drink two cooked, two cooked foods, eat one cooked food. We don't paskin like Rabbi Shimon We pass like the Tanakama. And halacha by the Suda Mafsakis, we of course don't eat meat, don't drink wine, which we're not doing anyway during the nine days. But we also do not eat two cooked foods. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Huda says that halacha lamaisa on Tisha B'av, one is obligated to overturn their bed and sleep on the floor. And, but the Chachamim again did not agree with this. And in fact, again, although some have the custom to sleep on the floor by Tisha B'av, that is not the required halacha. Mishnah Ches, the eighth Mishnah. Amr Rabbi Shemeng, Amr Rabbi says as follows. The greatest holidays, the greatest joyous days for the Jewish people were the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur. So this is interesting. The Gibara says, Yom Kippur, I understand. Because Yom Kippur is a day of slicha umechila vikapara. It's a day of atonement, a day of forgiveness. But why is it that the 15th of Av, why is the 15th of Av considered to be such a joyous day? So amazingly enough, the Gemara actually quotes 
five different reasons, actually, I'm sorry, six different reasons as to why this day was so joyous. We're not going to go through all of them today. What I will point out is one very interesting one, that it was by the 15th of Av that the Jews in the desert stopped dying. Remember, again, there was a decree in the aftermath of the sin of the spies that that entire generation would die out. Um, In the 40th year, it was the 15th of Av that they realized that the decree had come to an end. And as such, again, they marked that day as a Yom Tov because that day essentially marked really the beginning of a new chapter of the Jewish people. We had come out from the, from the, I guess you will call it like the shadow of the sin of the spies, and we're ready to embark upon a new national mission. Again, like I said, the Gemara gives many other reasons for things that happened over here, historical events, events that are recorded in the Navi, Sefer Shoftim. Again, you'll, you'll, you'll look inside, you'll see, you'll see the Gemara, you can see the commentaries on the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, what happened on the 15th of, the 15th of Av? So the Mishnah records another interesting practice. Shebahen benos Yushalayim yotos bekli, lavan shulin, shalavayis mishen, it was an interesting practice. 15th of Av, Tuba Av, was also a day of Shiduchim, also a day of matchmaking, of matchmaking, how was the matchmaking done? So the girls in Yerushalayim would borrow white clothing from each other. The reason everybody would borrow clothing is so, so as not to embarrass someone who didn't have. If everyone borrows, then no one has, no one knows who has and who doesn't have. Furthermore, again, but before they wore any of the clothing, they had to immerse it in a mikvah to make sure that it was free from any ritual impurity. And the girls would go out. The girls of Yerushalayim would go out and they would go ahead and dance in the vineyards. What would they say? They would be speaking to the young men. So it's interesting. They would say, young man, set your eyes and decide what it is that you want. This is actually quite, quite beautiful. So the, Gimara, the Mishnah goes on and says, So again, they would say, do not go ahead and only make your choice, or I should say, do not set your eyes upon beauty, but rather set your eyes upon family. Because Shekhar Achim the Hevel Ayofi, beauty is false. Beauty is false. Or Shekhar Achim, right? Beauty Achim is false. Yofi, beauty is, 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 is fleeting. But it is a woman who fears God. That is something that is to be praised. So this is actually very interesting. So the Mishnah, the Gemara explains over here that the girls would go out and they were trying to get a shidduch. They were trying to find a suitable marriage partner. So the Gemara says different women had different things to offer. So the women who were very beautiful would say to the young men, set your eyes upon beauty. The women who didn't have beauty, but perhaps possessed good yichos, good family connections, good lineage, said, look at mishpacha. Others said, if you don't have beauty, you don't have mishpacha. Look at me, those character traits. The idea being that in the choosing of a prospective spouse, there are many, many, many different qualities that we look for. And again, obviously, different qualities appeal to different people. But the idea being that on this 15th of Av was this festive day where they would go out into the fields and they would go out and try to arrange Shiduchim. Quite beautiful. So the mission over here so beautifully quotes the quotes the 
quotes the Pasuk from Shirashirim. Now, the reason the Mishnah quotes this particular, quotes this particular Pasuk is because it's understood that this Pasuk is a reference, ultimately, interestingly enough, to Yom Kippur. So the idea being, even though the Mishnah is going to interpret it as not referring to Yom Kippur, but elsewhere it is interpreted as referring to Yom Kippur as well. That's why the Tano decides to end off with this Mishnah. So Tzana Ura'ena Beno Sion Shlomo. Go out and see daughters of Zion. Look at King Shlomo. Ba'atara she'itshalo ima b'yom chasunaso. With the crown that his mother made for him on the day of his wedding. Ubiyom simchasli born. On the day of the joy of his heart. So the Mishnah says, Biyom chasunaso. So, what does it mean again the day of his wedding? Zeh Matan Torah. The day of the wedding ultimately refers to the day we receive the Torah. Obiyom Simchas Libo and the day of joy of his heart. Zeh Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Ultimately, again, this refers to the day of the Beis Hamikdash, or I should say the building of the Beis Hamikdash. Sheibana Bimhera Biamenu Amen. That shall be rebuilt speedily in our days. Amen. So a really incredible and beautiful Mishnah. The Mishnah, you know, part of the challenge sometimes of learning Mishnah is, is that for those of us who learn Gemara, you understand that the Mishnah is a springboard for a discussion. And it's often only when you get to the Gemara that you have full clarity as to what exactly the Mishnah is saying. Sometimes the challenge in learning Mishnah is, is we're only getting a little bit of a snippet. But that snippet is so beautiful. That snippet is so meaningful. So if we kind of bring together this last Mishnah, Masechus Tainis, so again, first of all, we begin to see such beautiful days in the Jewish calendar. Yom Kippur, a day of Slicha, or Mechila, the Kapara, forgiveness, to Ba'av. Again, you could look in the Gemara to see all of the six reasons, but for our purposes today, the day in which the decree of the spies was finally, was finally lifted. And by the way, if you go with that approach, you also understand what the connection is. Why was this the day that the girls would go out into the field to look for shiduchim, to look for marriage partners? Because what's marriage? Marriage is a new beginning. So on this day, Tu Ba'av, where Klal Yisrael was effectively given a new beginning, the sin of the spies was in the rear of your mirror, was behind us, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu invited us to seize our destiny in the years ahead. So it became a natural day for shiduchim, a natural day for marriage, for people to begin to advance their life agenda, for people to begin to move themselves forward, for people to embrace the next chapter of their existence. And of course, the Mishnah ends on such a high note, such a high note that we've been privileged in our national lives to have so many incredible and beautiful days. We've had the Yom of the Chasana, the day of the wedding, our day of a wedding between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the day we received the Torah. But the ultimate day of joy is the day in which the Beis Hamikdash will be rebuilt. Bimhera biyameinu. Amen. I wish everyone an incredible Mazel Tov on finishing Mesechus Tainus and looking forward to Merit Hashem to beginning the new Mesechta of Mesechus Megillah tomorrow. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov.